The Holy Gospel for this day comes from Luke chapter 15. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So Jesus told them this parable. Which of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? When she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from God our Creator and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The very first pastoral visit I ever made to someone's home when I first came to Holy Spirit was in Kingsgate. Although this was only 11 or so years ago, it was before smartphones were as ever-present as they are now. And I am, as my spouse kindly and accurately puts it, navigationally challenged. So I printed out directions before I left the church. He's nodding, just to make sure you know. Uh, <laughs> I printed out directions before I left the church, but within seven or eight minutes, I was hopelessly lost. It seemed to me like all the streets up there have the same name and number, and turns snuck up on me before I realized it, and then they were gone. I drove around in sort of circular loop things, convinced that I would be completely late to this first appointment I ever had with anybody in this church, and surely disaster would follow. Finally, by sheer dumb luck, I found the house, parked the car, took a deep breath, and knocked on the door. How many people here have ever been lost? <laughs> Tell the truth now, you're in church, good. You probably have a story a lot like that one, finding your way in an unfamiliar place, walking a new path, trying to read directions while navigating in a rental car you've never driven, on roads you've never been on, usually in the dark. Most of us have stories like this. Maybe that's why Jesus' parables about things getting lost and being found feel so immediately recognizable to us. They settle in our bones. Because once you've been lost, you know how much it matters to be found. There is something to be said for getting lost. Robert Brown Taylor even names getting lost as a spiritual practice, something she chooses to do. She talks about some of her own experiences of getting lost, and then she says this, while none of that was pleasant at first, I wouldn't give a single one of those experiences back. Because I have found things while I was lost that I might never have discovered if I had stayed on the path. 
I've lived through parts of life that no one in her right mind would ever willingly choose, finding overlooked treasure in them. These are just a few of the reasons that I've decided to stop fighting the prospect of getting lost and engage it as a spiritual practice instead. The Bible, she says, is a great help to me in this since it reminds me that God does some of God's best work with people who are truly, seriously lost. So yeah, there's a lot to be said for getting lost sometimes. If it means you've tried something new, changed up the landscape you're so accustomed to, you don't even see it anymore. Willing to experience a feeling or an emotion or be challenged in a way that if you sit with it long enough, makes you feel disoriented. Those can be really profoundly good, transformative moments. But they're not exactly the kind of lostness that Jesus talks about today. Jesus actually tells three stories about getting lost in this chapter of Luke. We only read two of them. But it's the third one that's probably the best known, about that irresponsible younger son who takes his inheritance to the city and loses it promptly, shows up back home a couple of months later without a penny to his name, and the father who welcomes him home as if his son trudging down the road practicing on a half-hearted apology is a victory march. But before you can get to the son and the father, first you have to look for the sheep and the coin. Both of those are one of many. One sheep out of a hundred, one coin out of ten. And in this case, they get lost not because they were trying to, not because they find it to be a helpful spiritual practice, but just because it, it happened. How much choice do a sheep and a coin really have? They're lost. They didn't try. They just are. That's a very different kind of lost than not knowing how to find your way through an unfamiliar neighborhood. This is the kind of lost in these stories that you don't choose. The kind that just lands on you, takes you by surprise. Like the profound loneliness that can come when the doctor tells you the news you didn't want to hear. Or the silence of a phone that doesn't ring anymore because the person who used to call you doesn't want to talk. Or the turning away when you finally tell someone who you really are and how you really feel and they walk away as far as they can get and they don't come back. Or the lost you can feel inside your own life when the lies told by depression become all you can hear no matter how hard you try. You didn't want to get lost. It wasn't on purpose. You just are. What happens then? Often we read these stories through the lens of the last thing Jesus says in them, that there's joy in heaven over one sinner who repents. And sometimes we take that to mean that there's a way to make yourself get found if you just try hard enough, if you turn around, repent, go a different direction, then somebody will find you. 
Sometimes that works. But before we jump too quickly to that part of the story, to the end of it, we had to start at the beginning first and look more carefully at the stories themselves. I mean, can a sheep repent? Can a sheep be sorry for taking off chasing that butterfly or following that long, perfect line of green grass or just aimlessly wondering what's around that corner that nobody else seems interested in? If you do find a way to explain how sheep repent, let me know. But good luck with the coin. The coin did nothing to get lost, and it does nothing to be found either. And that's where any notion that these stories about, are about how you need to do enough of the right thing, change yourself so that someone will want to come and find you, that all falls apart once you remember that coin just sitting there doing nothing to deserve any of it. These stories are about getting lost. And most of us know what that's like. Some of us know what it's like right now in ways that we can hardly describe. And these stories are even more about the one who never gives up looking. How does a shepherd even know when one sheep out of a hundred is missing? Because the shepherd knows the sheep. The shepherd never stops counting them, looking for them. To anyone else, the sheep all look the same. There's no distinguishing features at all. They're sheep. But the shepherd knows that this one has a limp, and that one always stands next to his sister, and these three are always in the back. They're the slowest ones, but they'll get there in the end. The shepherd knows them, all of them. And you and I probably can't tell the difference between a group of 99 sheep and a group of 100, but the shepherd can. And the shepherd will never give up. You only know something is lost if you are paying attention to it in the first place. And the coin? Some say that perhaps the woman only had ten coins to start with. In that case, losing 10% of your net worth is a pretty big deal. But the story doesn't actually say she only had ten coins. She just happened to have those ten in the house. She does have a house, after all, and a broom to sweep it with, and enough resources to have the whole neighborhood over for a party once the coin is finally back in her hand. She only knows it's missing because that coin matters to her, whether it's one of many or one of a few, because you only know something is lost if you are paying attention to it in the first place. So maybe today these stories are about your experience of being lost. Some of us are feeling lost right now, disoriented and confused, as if someone had spun you around like spin the donkey with a blindfold and put you back down in the middle of your life, but you don't recognize it anymore. If so, hear this gospel clearly 
you are never lost to God who will go to no length, to no end of extravagant searching, sweeping every corner, turning over every object, calling your name over and over again until finally a hand takes yours and leads you home. There is no one so lost that they are not found in the end. But maybe these stories are also calling us to be the ones who search. Using every last bit of energy we can find. Refusing to give up. Even when people around us think we might have become slightly unbalanced about it and should just let it go. It's just one sheep after all. We got 99 more. Aren't these stories the perfect place to begin? when we talk about what it means for us to be a sanctuary denomination, to remember that we begin by worshiping a God who is determined to find us all, leaving no one behind, and we are called to join the search and take the hands of our fellow human beings until everybody makes it home. And you know what we've done to deserve that? to deserve being found, to deserve the ridiculous, extravagant, all-night party thrown to celebrate you? Well, what did the sheep do? What about that coin? There's something in us that really wants to put a kind of qualifier in there. I mean, shouldn't you have to do something to get found? Put a little effort into it? Isn't it kind of unfair to the 99 sheep who managed not to get lost in the first place? But then these stories aren't really about the sheep or the coin, are they? They're about the searcher, the seeker, the finder, the one who knows you by name and never gives up, and the one who will not forget the people the rest of the world would rather leave behind. You know what any of us have done to deserve that kind of love? Nothing. But you know what we can do with it once we realize it? We get to go find some sheep and coins and throw a party. Amen. <laughs>